Your best productivity is just a click away. I have always been inspired by music, but I'm especially amazed by focused blocks of time that are brought on by simply choosing the right audio to get me in the zone. This is the 5AM Miracle, episode number 398. Optimized focus music for productivity with Brain.fm CEO, Dan Clark. Good morning, I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My guest today is the CEO of Brain.fm, as well as a website and app developer. He switched careers from building an advertising agency as soon as he discovered Brain.fm. In his first focus session, he bought an account and was so excited, he called the company 12 times and landed a job, working the first month for free. He now leads the company and is always excited about how technology can change the world. And now here is my interview with Dan Clark. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So I'm going to kick things off today with, I guess we'll call it your productivity story, or really just when you discovered that you know there was a, a joy or a benefit from focusing on on focus or how to get things done. So what is kind of your story in terms of of connecting with that as, as a way of living? Yeah, sure. So you know, at a your early age, so I'm a I'm a tech guy. I started um, making my first websites when I was like 13, mm. and I found that there was this magic time where I could reach into this place where things were effortless and I was just working. Um, and now, uh, you know, people term that like flow state, right? And I found that I could work in that at 10 p.m., start working from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. And I could do three times the amount of work that I would normally do struggling through at, you know, 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, and it was when I discovered that that I really got interested in how to enable that whenever I wanted to, but not by accident. So when did you sleep if you're working until 4 a.m.? <laughs> well, you know, I was uh, I was doing uh, probably sleeping like, I, you know, that's when I was a teenager. So I was probably um, in my early 20s and was sleeping into like one o'clock. And then I hit this place where I realized that I can't live in the world and then work <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> So I started traveling around the world. I go to like Thailand and, and and then have a regular life kind of thing. And then it would wear off and I'd come back and um, I would do that for a little bit. But then my quest started becoming, how can I find tools that enable me to unlock this flow state whenever I want to um, and also live and, you know, actually go to bed at 10 p.m. in the morning or sorry, 10 p.m. at night rather than that's when I start working. So would you consider yourself to be, I guess, a night owl then in terms of when you have kind of your best peak hours to get things done? So at that time in my life, I did. Um, so uh, that's when I, I just thought that's how my body was made. Um, and then I was working in advertising, um, was at this point where I really um, I personally thought that I was really optimizing for, for money and financial gain. But some of my... Uh, happiest moments was when I was teaching martial arts and helping people be their best version of themselves. And I made the choice to uh, stop being in advertising and looking to find a company like a tech company that could help people. Um, and that's actually when I discovered Brain FM. And it completely changed my life. And I was like, I need to be part of this company and really spread the word of what this company um, is doing. 
Um, and that's what allowed myself to actually, now I'm a morning person. Um, and it's because I have a new tool that allows me um, to control my mental state in a more um, specific way on my terms. Yeah, let's get into that uh, topic there of Brain FM and more specifically, I guess, the role that music plays with productivity and, and, and getting into the flow state. So uh, tell us more about Brain FM, how it works, and then how that plays into uh, like your productivity sessions throughout the day. Yeah, sure. So Brain FM is a company where we make uh, functionally designed music and uh, to really elicit certain kinds of uh, mental states that you control. So to put it in a better way, your brain naturally has different neural patterns for different mental states. So focus, relax, sleep, and you know even just as we're talking together. And our patented technology creates rhythmic pulses which match these patterns. We add that to the music, and as you're listening to the music, your mental state um, or your neural patterns really sync to that, that pattern in the music, which allows you to adopt these different mental states faster and then stay there. Um, and as I mentioned, I, I'm actually not the founder of this company. I came into it and was blown away from the effect. It takes about five minutes for this to activate. Um, and you can, you can feel it where you get to this place where we're like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And it really gives you the control of that. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff to dive in there about Brain FM. But as a whole, you know, people have been using uh, music to control their mental state for a really long time or to influence it. We all do, right? We, we go out to restaurants, we use elevator music, and there's even things, if you've ever heard of them, Jeff, like binaural beats or isochronic tones. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a novel idea. But what was really interesting to me back then and still today was I tried all of those, but they didn't really work and I couldn't discern if it was placebo or it was some kind of other effect, maybe something I ate that allowed me to get into those states. And what really attracted me to Brain FM was this new novel approach called neural phase locking, which we can dive into. Um, But additionally, it was something that I instantly could feel. um, And there was a ton of science uh, to back it up. And, uh, you know, to complete the story that you heard before, um, I was a user first, ended up coming into the tech team. And uh, now I'm the CEO of the company, um, and it's been a wild ride, but it's it's definitely been that pursuit of, wow, this can really help a lot of people. This is a tool that we need to share. We need to make it really, really great um, and then be able to allow people to be their best self when they want to be. Yeah, I know for me back in college is when I first kind of began to use music as a way to focus and study. And, and most of my you know attempts at that point was house music or techno or anything that had mm-hmm. a really strong beat. And it was I mean, it's great for working at three o'clock in the morning when I was a college student, <laughs> you know, but that it got it got old, I guess, after a while to listen to the same kind of techno music. And then I later on discovered other kind of focused style music that, yeah, you're right to the idea that it, it takes a few minutes to kick in. It kind of activates it kind of disappears in the back of your mind and then you really get in the zone um Mm -hmm. can you go into more of what the neural phase locking thing is yeah sure so uh basically as i was mentioning before you have different pat like these neural patterns in your brain and those neural patterns are basically the way your blood is flowing so um logic and a lot of um different kind of reasoning is in your prefrontal cortex actually in the in the front left of your brain and you know, it makes sense that the more blood that you have going to that area, 
the more functions are happening in that area, right? Mm. Um, and what happens is through EEG and fMRI, we as a scientific community, as a human race, we understand deep meditation, deep focus, deep relaxation. Um, but what we've been able to do is actually by a principle called entrainment, add these certain kinds of pulses into music that as your brain is listening to, you're able to um, still enjoy the music. But what we're doing is we're redistributing um, blood flow in your brain. We're aligning the functional networks of your brain to talk to each other. And then we're able to influence um, your brain to switch into that state and then stay there. Because the secret is that you're already, if you're doing an activity of focus, you're already going to end up there, right? But we have distractions in our lives that like stop us from doing that. And what we're doing with the music and with this technology is we're making it easier. So it's kind of like a wind on your back when you're running, where it just feels easier. And um, it's it's something that allows you to um, stay there longer as well. Um, and we, you know, we test all this stuff with fMRI, EEG, and different kinds of start tasks. So we, we know that there is performance. Um, but but then also it's it's the actual effect that you feel where after a certain time, you, you said it perfectly, Jeff, it kind of goes into the background and you're not even really necessarily hearing the music. And you almost have this, this time dilation where you're like, wow, um, I can fly. And that's mm. really what your flow state is. And, um, you know, we believe we found a trigger to, to activate that. Yeah, I think for me, the, what I'm usually battling in terms of focus are like, I would call like internal versus external distractions. So like internal mm -hmm. would be like yep. my own thoughts, my own kind of desire to not do the task I'm trying to do versus yep. like, you know, my phone is ringing or there's someone else at the door. Like how does, you know, a service like BrainFM or just the idea of focus music, like are we trying to just like defeat the internal dialogue in our brains or what what are we trying to kind of stop from happening in that sense? Yeah, really, really great question. And to answer it, we actually have to go way higher than that. So let's talk first about why our brains even exist, <laughs> right? Mm. Which sounds very meta, but the way we've evolved as humans is for distraction because distractions kept us alive. So you have internal and external distractions, like you're saying. External distractions are pretty easy. They are, you know, you're walking in the woods and you hear a twig break. We are the descendants of the humans that came before us that recognize that that twig breaking is a lion coming to eat us or something of that nature. Um, and we basically have these external distractions of, of um, perception that alert us of danger. And in music, um, one of you know simple things and probably why you like um, house music and, and things like that was because um, there's no lyrics in it. Right? right? And there's no strong salience, which is the differing of two sounds. So um, there are drops in music and stuff, but in house, they don't really have that. Um, so what's happening is it's like almost constant beat. And you can, uh, you're not like getting all these like attention grabbing scenes in the music, right? So the idea of focus music is that we're doing that from a holistic point where it sounds like it's not, you know, we're doing these basic things which are salience reduction and doing some things with 3D sound where the uh, music instead of being around you is actually kind of in front of you. So you're looking at the task at hand. Um, 
And one of the things that Brain FM is a tool for is actually doing the external, so those salience and things like that, but actually to your point, Jeff, the internal. And the internal are the internal distractions that are running through our head um, that are protecting us. So it's remembering the last time you walked in the woods, you heard a crunch and that there was a tiger here that may eat you. So now you're hyper aware. And we live in this world today where we don't have tigers coming to eat us, but we have other dangers that our brain doesn't really know the difference for because it's, did I pay that bill that I had? Um, this person, what do they really mean when they said that? And the stresses of everyday life. And through the power of combining both mediums of the um, the external, like you know, protecting that and putting you in a in a sound cocoon almost where you're kind of removed a little bit from the world um, and it sounds where it's not distracting and things like that. The the technology, what we're doing is um, by entraining things, we're actually giving your brain um, something to concentrate on. And these patterns that we're adding to the music, your brain starts predicting what the next pattern is. And it's basically taking some of your um, mental energy and putting it to that so you don't have mind wandering on, you know, what are the other distractions that you're trying to protect yourselves from. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a little bit of both and a longer um, discussion point. But does that make sense at a whole? Yeah, I mean, the idea that you're trying to, yeah, prevent your brain from wandering. I think that's the the real key for me because I know that when I'm in a flow state, when I'm really getting my best work done, there's this mm -hmm. like natural, just kind of bizarre ability to just continue on to the next task without saying, I'm going to go check Facebook. I'm going to go you know get a snack, like all those things that I know I tend to do if I'm almost like trying to not do my job. And I, yep. it's in those flow states, those like desires don't seem to exist, which I think is, it feels pretty magical when that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and so what we're trying to do is two portions is the onset of flow state faster, right, through the technology. And then also when you're in flow state to keep you there. And by doing so, we're doing it with music and we're doing it with these pulses. So we're actually almost giving your your the monkey in your mind something to do almost, right? So you don't end up distracting yourself. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting because, you know, this is a tool. And it's something that can help you, you know, elicit flow states and then stay there. But then it's also really important, Jeff, how you use the tool. Um, because if you just put it on and you don't, you're not actually working, it's not going to, you know, do your job for you. Um, you have to know when to take the hammer out and when to swing it and when to take out the screwdriver. And I think that's a really important distinction as well. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. 
Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. So would you say there's certain like types of tasks that work best for this kind of music? Or is this the kind of thing like, I mean, I, I would tend to use this kind of, you know, focused music if I'm going to sit and do some writing or I'm going to do some website coding or the things that yep. would require like a lot of like, you know, face to face time with my computer. Like that feels like the best time. Is, is that really ideal for this or are there other tasks that this fits with well also? Yeah, great. Um, so we actually have for focus, um, we have a brand new product coming out and, uh, what we are doing is really putting those different kinds of focus into specific areas. So one of the areas is deep work. And I think that's like intense concentration. So that's, you know, like you said, coding and specific writing and, and really doing um, some tasks that um, you kind of just want to like hammer through. Um, we have some people that, you know, spreadsheet work and, and things of that nature. Um, there's another set of tasks that we call learning, and that's actually, you know, reading and ingesting information. Um, and that's important in a different way. So we actually have a different neural pattern for the learning types of um, soundscapes that we play. And that's really for, you know, memory attention. It's, it's a much lighter and um, almost like atmospheric sounding uh, mix um, and allows you to really um, be more introspective so you can actually get the data that you want um, and, and you know, remember it. And then we also have another one, which is creativity. And um, this is something that I think gets blurred a lot in what flow state is because you're doing, people have different results that they're looking for in their flow states, right? And if you're coding a website, it's a different kind of an energy intention because you kind of know what to do or, you know, you're just going, right? But when you're creative, which I specifically am using for goal setting and trying to figure out, you know, what is the next thing, not just putting pen to paper and, and drawing. Um, I think it start, it starts to enable you to say, okay, what is the activity I'm doing? What is the result of the activity that I need? And what is the, you know, kind of the recipe that I want for that? And um, as we've been testing out this new product with people, we find that resonates a lot with people. Do you think there's a difference between like wearing headphones or not? Because I know that for me, like in these different environments, let's say you're working on the computer or I'm reading a book and I'm trying to get into these flow states. I find that having like that direct connection with headphones, on, like over the ear headphones specifically, uh, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm like in like a, almost in a cave almost like kind of like wall <laughs> myself off. And I feel yep. like that for me has been essential to to blocking distraction, to getting it to focus really well, to allowing the music to really get into my brain. Like, is that part of this process or do you have to or does it really matter in that sense? So it actually 100 percent does. Um, you can still have results if you are not using headphones, but all of the tests that we do, all of the studies that we do is with headphones. And why would you settle for anything less than 100% effectiveness? Mm. Um, one of the reasons for that is because of these different kinds of audio tricks and things like that, where if you have headphones, you know the voice 
like my voice, I'm assuming you have headphones on right now, yes. is actually coming from inside of your head almost, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and it's because of the way that your brain is perceiving sound, right? Um, especially with the technology that we're adding, we're actually adding very high modulations, which is turning on and off different bands um, of sound and certain patterns. And those are very specific and fast sounds. And if you are letting those bounce off of different areas in the room and then hitting your eardrums, it will have a different effect. And, you know, it's very interesting because I talked about evolution before, but our ears, um, a lot of, you know, some people perceive that our ears are less sophisticated than maybe our eyes. And that's not the same. That's not true. Our, our ears are amazing machines where we take 3D sound in a space, convert it into 2D through um, the ear canal, and then electrically put it into 3D space again. Um, and there's a lot of really complicated things that are going on there. And what's really cool is that with headphones and where people can get sound canceling headphones today, um, you know, pretty much at any store, it's something that if you're really looking for results, you need the highest fidelity because you're you're hearing music and it's a better enjoyable experience. So you'll probably do it longer. But then also you're going to get the effects of the technology and the different kinds of um, intention that the music was created for. Yeah, I just recently picked up a pair of, of Sony noise canceling headphones, and it is a dramatic difference when you wear those. Um, I also recently installed acoustic panels in my podcast studio, and it's just mm. there is an incredible difference between when you take audio seriously and like really kind of hone into the details versus when you don't. And I, I love that kind of that interplay with focus and productivity because I think there is so much to be said about what you just mentioned that there's a lot going on in our ears and there's a lot we can you know we can do to enhance our ability to get into a zone and I just it, yeah the, the more that I get into that the more I just see that potential for for doing higher quality deep work for really you know bringing the best out of myself and I, and I also know that like I am my own worst distraction. I'm gonna have a thousand things that I'll want to do besides the one thing I said I would do. So I feel like these kinds of of strategies are just they're really powerful to help us you know stay in that place we want to be. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I think that you know for me it's it's really setting yourself up for success. So if I'm going to do a task, right, whether it's focus or even like build a house, right, I need to have the right tooling, the right um, education, like I need to know how, like what I'm doing, right? And I also need to have, you know, the right setting to do that, right? Um, so I need to have all the materials that I need, I need all of those things, but then I need to know how to use and assemble those materials together. And I also need to be set up for success. So I need to have like a um, kind of like a like a time period. Um, so, you know, one thing that I'm, I guess I'm really getting at is really the habits that we set up around focus is just as important as the tools that we're using. So one tool, you know, we're mentioning a lot is Brain FM. Another tool is those headphones or those acoustic panelings that you have. But then the, the habit is the thing that assembles everything together. Um, you know, I heard this quote once and it was, li we live and we die by the habits that we have because we have good ones and bad ones. And you know, habits are a muscle that we can train. So making sure that the habits that we're starting the day with, you know, how do we how how do we start the day in the most productive state? And how do we start every day that way? 
Um, and when we do that and we combine everything together, I think that's, you know, unlocking flow state, but it's also unlocking like, you know, your life flow state or your week flow state, because then every day um, you're, you're getting, you know, better and better and better. And that's something that's, you know, really important as well. Yeah, I mean, one topic that I've discussed on this podcast probably a million times now are what I call focus blocks of time or just really having mm. a defined preset time period where you're going to take focus seriously. And I know that, I mean, doing an interview like I am right now with you, like this is one of my focus blocks of time. And I, I had kind of these preset habits to get into it. Everything from the green tea that I had to make sure I went to the bathroom before this started to yep. you know having the headphones ready, the, all those components so that when I began the session, like I'm fully ready to engage. And I feel like that kind of pre-work that you would do before focus, like I find that to be so valuable to then be able to say, once I've started this, you know, this focus session on purpose, then that allows me every single day to get back into that same state. And that's where I know, like now I can do my best work again and again. Yeah, 100%. I, so I follow all the same kinds of things you were mentioning there with focus blocks. Um, Thursdays um, during during the uh, the week are my podcast days. So this is you know why we're talking together, but um, but yeah, I think it's it's super important. And and what's interesting too is we go deeper um, from a science level, which you know again we're a science first company. We're obsessed with here is is why right. And when we're when we're creating habits that we're controlling and designing for our life, we're actually cueing to our habit system that this is the time I do work. So when you have really good habits, you're psychologically training yourself that, um, okay, well, when I go to the bathroom and I have my green tea and I sit down in front of my desk and I write down the things I'm going to do and I'm going to commit to the next 90 minutes, you're basically telling your brain and your body that I'm sprinting. And then your brain starts, you know, when you go in the bathroom and drinking tea, it knows what's next. So it starts ramping up. And then when you combine it with, you know, better tools and, and, and keep um, pushing, um, it's, that's really where you start getting, you know, true optimization. Yeah. Do you think that like repeatedly listening to, let, let's say like in the same kind of focus music every day, are you training your brain to say like, it's almost like a trigger. Like when I hear this music, I'm going to uh, get into that state faster. Is that something that happens as well? So that is a really great question. We've done studies on this. So if you are looking for, so there's a lot, it's actually interesting. So the, one of the challenges um, that we at Brain FM are up against is this thought of, well, this has been done before. I can go on YouTube and search for binaural beats and it's the same exact thing. And it's not, right? Because of the, the neural phase locking and the patterns. And actually every single pattern is slightly different within a certain uh, range for like learning, creativity, and deep work, right? And we've actually found that from a psychological uh, like triggers um, standpoint, if you listen to the same song every single day to get amped up and go, that can work, but it's not actually um, uh, the physiological uh, effect of the music. It's more of the psychological effect. And what we try to separate is, you know, those things, as long as you know they are happening, you can use those. But we're also trying to make a product that doesn't have any of those and that we know what it is, right? So actually, in truth, um, that is one of the most effective ways to do it is that psychological trigger. But if you want a better effect, it's actually novelty. Because novelty, um, there's something in our brain that we don't know what's next. 
And there's a small part of your brain that's actually distracted by the enjoyment or the perception of, you know, um, what the next verse is, or in this, in focus music, that after this guitar is going to be a harp that comes in or something like that. So having true novel experiences, uh, we found in some of our testing um, in some individuals to uh, really outperform, um, uh, I, I guess, um, what's the opposite of novelty, like, like familiarity. Hmm. Um, however, if you are familiar to a place where this is a habitual trigger, um, that can work to you too. So it really comes down to who you are as a person and what, how you like working. Because some people love working and that triggers work very, very well for them. And some people work through novelty, but if you can have a trigger that is also, you know, creating entrainment and redirecting blood flow in your brain and getting you ready from a physiological standpoint and mental standpoint, I really think that's the game changer where you get all of your um, being, you know, working to get ready to focus. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're saying that if we, if our brains don't know what's coming next, we can focus better. Is that basically it? Yeah. So basically, uh, what's happening is there, when you're listening to music and stuff, um, because you're familiar with a soundtrack, it is, there's a part of you that is thinking what's coming next. And it's, it can be very small, even as we're talking um, part of our inferences and things like that, like if I turned off the mic real quick, um, you'd be able to, you know, say what, you know, um, what was coming next. So if the mic got fuzzy, for example, right, um, you're actually in training to my voice. Um, however, when we are exposed to novel and new music, uh, we find that there's there's a deeper level of um, ability to maintain that flow state because we are cons con like consuming new content that we're not aware of. Um, it's like watching, um, maybe a better way of saying that, it's like watching Friends for the 30th time, mm -hmm. right? Where if you've watched Friends tons and tons of times, you can have it on the background, and you're not really paying attention, but there is part of you that is paying attention. It's the same reason why music with lyrics is slightly distracting, because you are using part of your brain to ignore it. And part of your brain is actually saying, well, where are we in the song? Um, so I guess the shorter the answer is, yeah, um, novel experience we find is is really good, but it's, it's really good with the entrainment patterns because we have different kinds of patterns in the music. Um, however, if you're just using, um, you know, regular music without the technology involved, um, you can trick your brain into the psychological triggers. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. 
Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Is there a time limit for how long this kind of staying in the zone can last? Like if we get into the zone, we have these patterns going and our brain is focusing. Does that mm-hmm. eventually wear off? Do we need to take a break or is it like a, a reset or like how long can we really go for in, in these cases? Yeah, I think it's a case by case basis and really understanding yourself and what you're working on. So for me personally, if I'm doing creative work, I know that after a certain amount of time, it just it's starting to take a little bit more effort. And for me, I do shorter sprints. So I'll do, you know, 30 to 60 minutes of creative work, you know, supplemented with by taking breaks or going for a walk or something like that. When I'm doing deep work, though, I'll do a four or five hour session sometimes, because I'm really like, I know exactly what I'm doing. And it takes a little bit less. Um, but I know from, you know, people on like my own team, that's completely different for them. So I, I really encourage people to experiment and see what is for you because, you know, deep work to me sometimes is coding and, you know, um, doing financial stuff, right? Um, but deep work to you, like you said, is is maybe a little bit different. And you really got to be sensitive and aware of, you know, your own body and the results that you're outputting. Yeah, I know for me, when I do a lot of writing, like with books especially, I'll do a four or five hour deep work session. And that's the only way I can really write well, is I need that mm. much time to get into like a really great and you know, creative flow. Um, and my wife is similar in the sense that she can't imagine focusing for less than an hour at a time. Like it has to be these longer sessions to really make it work. And I feel like there is a lot of you know variability there when it comes to the, the type of task you're working on. But I, mm. I mean, I know in myself and having tried this out quite a bit, I prefer the longer sessions. I prefer the ability to to get deep into something for a long time. And that's when I really feel like that's my, when my, my best really comes out. Definitely, definitely. And I, I would say the same thing, you know, for me as well. Um, but for some reason, when I'm in creative, it helps me to take those breaks. Um, you know, one thing that you could try in your, in your writing um, is uh, different kinds of Pomodoro, you know, functions or intervals. So what you're doing is you're in focus. And we actually have this coming out in our new app, which we're really excited about. So you have focus and you have this focus music playing, let's say for, you know, 30 minutes, which or 25 minutes is Pomodoro. But maybe for you, you want to do it for like an hour. You want longer stretches. And then you switch to five minutes of relax. And, and our new app does this for you automatically. So it automatically switches to relax music. And it's, it's you know, um, designed intently with different kinds of patterns to bring you to relaxed state. And then it automatically after five minutes will switch you back into focus. And what's nice about that sometimes is it allows you to not, you know, get up and walk around and then restart, but allows you to think about what you just did, kind of, you know, think about what you're going to do, like kind of plan a little bit and then sprint again. 
Um, and we've, uh, you know, Pomodoro has been around for a really long time. But what's really cool is being able to, you know, figure out what is Jeff's Pomodoro almost. Um, mm. And that's why we're calling it intervals instead, because you're still sitting down, you're still thinking about it, but it's rest, sprint, rest, sprint. Um, and it's something I've been personally using, and it's, it's, a, it's really powerful. Yeah, I like the idea of kind of customizing that to make it kind of fit your own way of, of operating. And I know one of the ways that I've done that, let's say I'm doing a focus block for 90 minutes, um, I oftentimes will use a digital timer on my computer that counts down. And mm-hmm. I know from my own personal experience, having a timer creates that sense of urgency to kind of say, like, I only have so much time left. I have to get moving. Do you think that that sense of urgency is effective for productivity or is that kind of, I don't know, maybe causing more kind of fear or anxiety while you're working? <laughs> maybe it's a personal take for you, but I just I have found that in some tasks, that's what I need and others. It's like it's the opposite of what I want to experience. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's case by case too. I mean, um, I you know a lot of the things I, I'm very careful saying because um, you know we're science first, and there's so many things that we want to investigate with you know 30, 50 people, um, and you know hopefully at the uh, closer end of the year, maybe even next year, we take your whole audience and we we you know we test some things. Um, but for personally for me anyway, I, I do find that sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's 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 halting. So when I'm doing um, deep work, I find that knowing that I have all the time that I need is actually extremely beneficial. So, you know, not only do I do deep work sessions, but I also do deep work days. Mm. So, um, for example, Sundays is actually one of my best deep work days because no one's really working, right? Um, And then I also am not... I don't have like this anxiety or whatever of checking Slack to see if anyone needs me. Um, so, you know, personally here is I actually work Sunday, you know, afternoons to evenings and I take a half day on a Monday or a Wednesday so I can allow myself to really solve a problem fully um, to be able to have no time limit. Right. And it's not about me doing it in a certain time. It's about me making sure that this problem is done. I got it. Um, in other cases, though, um, you you don't need to solve the problem fully. You just need to get something done. You need to send out 30 emails and process stuff. And when you process stuff, I love the urgency because I say it's a game to me. Okay, mm. I'm going to – I have 100 emails in my inbox. I have 60 minutes. Let's see how fast I can go. And that's really fun. Yeah, I really like the idea of working when nobody else is working. I have found that, you know, I have like a Saturday work day that I don't have that sense of pressure to check email or to go Mm -hmm. online or to talk to anybody. And I think it's really, yeah, freeing to be able to work without that sense of any other restrictions. And there's a lot of kind of creative leaps that I have found that I tend to experience in those on those days, uh, which I think yeah, yeah, really plays into focus in a whole different sense. Because like on that back of my mind, you know, ping of like, well, should I be doing something else right now? Like that kind of goes away. And that I think mm. that has helped me a lot to then kind of get into a flow state even better. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. And, you know, you can see, you know, as we're talking about it and you know, you're already doing all this stuff. It's about layering all the best tools and all the right circumstances and setting to be able to make sure you're you're 100% optimal. Um, and, and, you know, there's another thing too, and I'm not sure if you've heard about this, Jeff, but not only do I uh, try to prioritize my day by doing 
um, the most amount of effort on, you know, in the morning and then at least at night. I also do that by week too. So Mondays is always the hardest thing in the morning, but on Fridays in the morning is the easiest thing that I can do. And mm. I try to stack my weeks that way because there's some kind of fatigue that goes on daily, but also knowing that I've worked for five days in a row. Um, have you ever heard of this or done this yourself? I, I call it front loading. Um, my gotcha. wife has the same concept where basically you, you can do a front loading concept on the weekly or you could do it on a, a, the day where you're just you know, putting all the hardest stuff up front. I know that for me, my Mondays and Tuesdays are packed. Like I work like 14 hour days and then the yep. rest of the week, it gets less and less. And by Friday, I'm basically not working at all. And that that kind of philosophy, like it feels kind of exhausting at first, but it always tends to taper as the week progresses. And mm. it, it is really productive and effective for those first couple of days. And then by Friday, I can chill and do the, you know less important projects or just really kind of do creative work without that pressure. And that system, I think, has I've seen that just the nature of most people's kind of natural rhythms tends to operate that way. Yeah, totally. And I'm if you don't mind, I'm totally going to take that front loading. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a great one. I think it's it really kind of emphasizes this idea that my, my wife, she's a teacher, and she uses this with her students, and she'll say, you know, for this semester, I'm going to give you all of your assignments up front, and you can choose to do whatever you want with them, but I recommend you do most of the work now, so when it comes, you know, crunch time at the end of the semester, you don't have to do all this last work and freak out about it because it's already yep. completed, or you've already done the hardest stuff first. And I think that takes such a, a huge amount of pressure off to know that you've given a lot of effort uh, first off and you can, you know, address the problem spots, know what they're coming and be able to address things long term. So I find that front loading can apply to lots of, of different arenas of life, but it's such an effective way to you know, do the hard stuff first. And which also fits with this podcast. I mean, wake up at 5 a.m. and do your hardest stuff first. It really works you know, on a daily basis as well. Yeah, totally. I, I think, you know, really the game that we're playing is energy management. And, right. you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I told you before I used to work at 10 p.m., but then I was groggy and like doing all this stuff when I'd wake up the next day at noon. And now I'm a, I'm a morning person, too. So um, I don't quite work, wake up at 5 a.m., but it's mostly 6 a.m. I'm up and ready. That's I have great. a nice coffee. <laughs> I sit at my computer and I am um, drinking a nice coffee, putting Brain FM on, and and um, I do notebooks, so I'll, I'll write down all the things I have to do. I brain dump and I go. Um, and and yeah, I mean, energy management is is a game that uh, you can constantly optimize, which is the fun part. Well, and, and to that point too, it's like on on a regular daily basis. You know, I have most of my creative energy probably between you know seven and eleven a.m. And then after that, I tend to fade. And I know that by mid-afternoon, my my brain is turned off. And so I just need to do things that don't require my brain cells. And so if I can do my focus work in the mornings, I can do you know household chores in the afternoon. I can run errands. And then by the evening hours, I can choose to opt in to work again if I want to or not. But knowing full well that the hardest stuff was addressed first part of the day and that's when I'm ready to work. And I know that that's when my focus blocks are most effective. So for me, it's all about stacking these things in the appropriate kind of energy cycles throughout the day. 100%, 100%. And knowing that during this time, I'm using these tools and during these times, I'm using these. And then being able to constantly look at them and say, hey, does this still make sense? Or is there a better tool here that is appropriate? And um, that evolution uh, you know, is, is really, you know, what we're all trying to do. 
Totally. I totally agree. Um, Dan, this has been great. There's a lot of great information here I think that we've covered today, and I'm sure our listeners will get a lot out of that. And of course, I want them to learn more about you, about Brain FM. Um, where can they go to dig in further? Yeah, sure. So you can go to brain.fm or search in the app stores for Brain FM. Um, I know this is coming out. Um, uh, by the time it comes out, we should have a brand new app out with some of those Pomodoro features and things like that that I encourage you to try. Um, and if you want to send some feedback, just you know, shoot me an email at dan at brainfm, and I'd love to hear about your experience. Okay, perfect. I'll have those links for our listeners this week in the show notes page. And uh, yeah, Dan, it's been great. I think we covered some things here that uh, remind me of how to focus even better. So I think this has been yeah, a lot of fun. This has been great. Thanks for having me. And for that action step this week, Try out Brain.fm for yourself. One thing I know about productivity is that it's personal. There are many customizations that need to be made to block your worst distractions and stay centered on what matters most in the moment. Brain.fm offers a great solution to help you harness the power of music to do your best work more often. JeffSanders.com slash 398 is the place to go to get the episode notes. Also, go to 5ammiracle.com to join the 5AM Club and get free email updates about the show. That's all I've got for you here on the 5AM Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life, and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.